want to make a podcast, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hi guys, what's up? Welcome to our back to 8020. My name is Lily. I am your host and thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. We were bringing back the monthly Q&As. I used to do these all the time in season two and three, and I realized that I hadn't done one yet for season four. So we're bringing them back. We're doing them. I asked you guys to ask me literally anything, and you guys did. You really asked me just about anything and everything. I feel like every time I record these or even post a question sticker on my story, the questions just get like juicier, and I don't know if that's just because people get to know me better through my stories or if you guys are just getting like more comfortable asking me random stuff so yeah ask me anything that's what this podcast episode is all about the most exciting thing that happened in my life this week was probably getting a very very cute bistro set for my balcony you guys i am obsessed with how my balcony is coming together. I also posted about it all over Instagram and stuff. I've been having tons of fun on Instagram stories this weekend. I hope I can keep up this good, creative, kind of in-the-moment content type energy, but I've been having a lot of fun over on Instagram this weekend, so I feel like it comes and goes in waves. So if you guys want to follow me there, my username is LilyRayko, L-I-L-Y-R-A-K-O-W. It's always linked in the show notes. So if you follow me there, you've probably seen the Bistro set. And I went shopping at HomeSense here in Annapolis for a nightstand. That's That was my goal going into it. I'm going to find a nightstand. And I think when you're furniture shopping, my best piece of advice is to have no expectations and be willing to pivot. Especially when you're putting together a house, a condo, an apartment, any room even. You just You have to go into it with no expectations because furniture is one of those things that you just kind of stumble across. You know how people say the best relationships are the ones that you find when you're not looking? Same thing goes with furniture. The best pieces of furniture are the ones that you find when you're not looking for that. So I went into the shopping trip looking for a nightstand because currently I am using a shoe organizer as my nightstand. And I really need this shoe organizer to become a shoe organizer because I need it to organize my shoes in my closet. But then I wouldn't have a nightstand. I, w- I wouldn't have anywhere to charge my phone at night. And I wouldn't have anywhere to put my notebook and my water glass at night. Honestly, I could probably go without having a nightstand. But I, 
it's just one of those things that I feel like I need to have because I enjoy it, right? So I'm using my shoe organizer as my nightstand. Ideally, I would have found a nightstand. I found some cute ones. I just wasn't in love with any of them. And they were kind of lofty price-wise for a nightstand. So I didn't want to spend like $300 on something that I didn't love. But then I was cruising through the outdoor section because I needed a pot for some plants that I got. And I stumbled upon this cute little table and two chairs was a set. You buy it all together. You don't have to buy the individual pieces. Came as a set. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is adorable. I really lucked out with this condo because we have a pretty big balcony. Before I got this bistro set, all I had was a chair. And so Lexi and I couldn't go out there in the morning and sip our coffee. We couldn't have dinner out there or anything. I also got a little rug to go underneath of it. It's blue and white. You guys can go look at my Instagram stories. I'll probably post like a weekend recap on my feed, like a weekend photo dump if you guys want to go check that out. But I love how it turned out. I put flowers in a little vase on the table and it just, I hate to use the word vibe, but the vibes are really incredible. It's just one of those things that is so simple, but made me so happy. And it just made me really feel like this place is becoming home now that I've gotten my little outdoor setup squared away. And so even though I don't have chairs for my kitchen table, even though I don't have a nightstand yet, I gotta remember that I've only been here for two months and this place is starting to come together and starting to feel like home. And I just gotta enjoy the process and let the furniture find me. Another fun life update is my 70 in 80 challenge that I have been doing since the beginning of March. I think I've been talking about it almost every other week, so I don't bore everybody with the same thing every week. I don't know. So I figured that I'd give you guys a little update. 70 in 80 is a workout challenge that I'm currently doing with my sister. This challenge is rooted in consistency and creating a solid habit. So when we first moved here, I was like, okay, I need something to keep me on track. I need something to focus on. And so 70 and 80 was born. The premise is that you complete 70 workouts in 80 days. So there's 10 built-in rest days. And the only requirement is that the workout is 45 minutes long. And you can break it up during the day too. So if you do like a 20 minute walk in the morning, a 20 minute walk in the afternoon, something like that, the bare minimum, that's how that goes. There have been some days that are like that if I just need an active rest day, recovery day, but most of the time, but most of my workouts have been F45, which is really exciting. That's kind of been my go-to movement of late. My challenge is going pretty good. I think I'm at workout 38 today. And I want to say that there's probably almost about a month until the challenge is over. We did have a little hiccup about two weeks ago. Lexi and I both were down and out with bronchitis. And I didn't do anything for like four days. So that kind of set me back a little bit. But on the bright side, that encouraged me to start walking after work every day. To kind of double up on the movement every single day. So recently, I've been going to F45 in the morning and then taking a 45-minute walk after work or after dinner and the weather's been great overall i've really been enjoying this i'll use the term challenge loosely because it doesn't feel like a challenge it just feels like i'm building good habits and it's really fun because it's something that lexi and i can do together and we've been holding each other accountable current favorite would probably have to be Going easy on the skincare, which seems counterproductive 
but hear me out. I was reading a little bit about a skincare detox and basically it's just when you start breaking out because your skincare has either been overused or just causing some sort of disruption in your body and skin. And so I've been trying to go really light on the skincare lately. So I stand by my face reality products. I love them so much, but I've really been doing like the bare minimum. So I've been using a gentle cleanser. I've been using really gentle moisturizers. I think my toner is actually a gentle toner too. Um, and I've been trying to take a couple no makeup days every week. I say a couple, honestly, it ends up being like one because I do work Monday through Friday. I will wear makeup to work, but um, which is something that I didn't do before I started this job. So I think that my makeup is has something to do with the fact that I'm breaking out right now. So I've been trying to just kind of go easy on the products because I don't want to overdo it. And my makeup is pretty light to begin with, but... I don't know. I just, I feel like something's happening. Easy on the skincare has been my favorite thing lately. It's kind of giving my body a little bit of a rest. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I am absolutely obsessed with my Athletic Greens AG1 supplement. And let me tell you why. I started taking it a couple weeks ago. I honestly just wanted to see what all the hype was about and I wanted a supplement that actually tasted great, was easy to take, so I switched to Athletic Greens AG1. So what exactly is Athletic Greens AG1? In just one scoop, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that help you start your day right. AG1's blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. What's wild is that it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's a lot cheaper than your cold brew habit, which I know a thing or two about. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash 8020. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash 8020 to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Code of the week is something that I love because it's something that I do. And sometimes when I start to feel like this bothers other people, I realize that I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm just doing it for myself. And it makes me feel good and lets me have fun. So the quote says, romanticize your life, take pretty pictures, feel like the main character, light a candle, read books, go for a walk, dance to your favorite music, buy yourself flowers, do whatever you want, be happy. This is your life and don't let anyone tell you differently. So I've kind of been doing all those things lately and just really embracing this chapter of life and enjoying myself for the first time in a very, very long time. And anytime that I'm posting about it and I think to myself, oh, maybe people don't care, people don't want to see this, I just think, who cares? Literally, who cares? Nothing matters. Literally nothing matters. I'm totally allowed to do exactly what I want to make me happy. Because if anything does matter, my happiness should be number one priority, right? So romanticize your life and enjoy yourself.
let's go ahead and get into the Q&A portion of today's episode. You guys asked tons of questions, so I'm sorry if I don't get to them all. If you have a question that you really wanted to be answered, just send me a DM and hopefully I'll see it again and we can put it in next week's episode. Or if you think of a question that you want to ask me, you can always send me a DM and I will screenshot it and then remember to put it in next week's episode. How do I know if an opportunity is for me or if I should say no? I absolutely love this question because I was just having a conversation with Lexi the other day about this. You guys know that one of my philosophies is that everything happens for a reason and another one of my philosophies is that if an opportunity is meant for you, it will not pass you by. If it does pass you by, that means that it wasn't meant for you and it was never supposed to be yours. I feel like I share a lot of my life online, but honestly, there are so many things that a lot of people do not know. Something that I've never shared is the amount of opportunities that I thought I wanted before I got to where I am now. So I'll take you guys back back a little bit just to kind of paint this picture a little bit more clear. Summer of 2020, I decided that I was going to take a gap semester in the fall to figure out where I wanted to transfer to. I was applying to a bunch of different schools, but nothing really spoke to me. I had applied to a bunch of different schools in Nashville because I was like, okay, Nashville's a cool city. It was a cool location that I wanted to be in. It was close to people that I wanted to be close to at the time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to you know, go apply to schools in Nashville. So I applied to a bunch of schools in Nashville. And the whole time I was touring schools there, it felt nice. But everything in my gut was telling me, this just isn't right. So I got accepted to those schools that I toured. And then my credits didn't transfer. That was a make or break thing for me because I already had, I guess, a year and a half of college under my belt. No, two years of college under my belt at the time. And if my credits weren't going to transfer, I wasn't interested. So that opportunity had to pass me by. Then I decided to transfer to online school. The first online school that I planned on going to, um, I applied, got into the program. It was a really cool program. Um, It was all about social media and communications. And honestly, I would graduate with a degree in the job that I'm doing now, which is funny. I applied to the school. I paid my tuition for the first semester and I was all set to go for classes. And then they called me and said, hey, your credits didn't transfer. So you're going to need to switch your schedule. I was like, what do you mean my credits didn't transfer and I need to switch my schedule? Switch into what? And they're like, oh, well, you need to take all these different gen eds before you can take the upper level, you know, junior, senior classes that you're slated to take. Once again, that was a deal breaker for me. That opportunity had to pass me by. And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I am just going to transfer to Maryland online because I have credits from Maryland schools. They'll take it. And they did. It wasn't the major that I wanted, but I was just kind of settling. And once again, in my gut, it never really felt right. Because I was taking online classes and I was so stuck in this mindset of getting out of my hometown really badly, um, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to move out to Indiana because at the time I wanted to be closer to people in Indiana. So I toured a couple apartments there and once again, in my gut, nothing felt right. I can't really explain the feeling. If you've ever experienced something like this, 
you might understand what I'm talking about. Lexi put it in a really good perspective when we were chatting the other day and she was like, you can't describe the feeling when you're feeling it, but once an opportunity comes to you eventually and it feels so right, you realize how wrong all those other opportunities were. It's really hard to know in the moment if what you're feeling is just like nerves or if you're just second guessing yourself or if that opportunity really isn't for you. But I truly believe that what is meant for you will be and everything that's not meant for you, you might explore for a little bit, but the ball will never really get rolling on something that you're not supposed to be a part of. How do you stay positive all the time slash how do you feel about toxic positivity? I think if you're going to be toxically positive, you need to at least throw it out there like a, like a disclaimer and just say, hey, I know that this is really toxic positivity right now, but xyz i'm not positive all the time but i am positive i would say most of the time that's simply because i am just at a point in my life where i choose happiness i choose joy and i actively work to enjoy pretty much all aspects of life and i've tried to remove anything that no longer serves me no longer brings me happiness so curating your happy life is forever an ongoing process but it's incredibly important If you guys are familiar at all with my story, you know that there was a time when I was not this way at all. I struggled with anxiety and depression in high school and in half of college. And ultimately, all of my poor mental health has led me to be the person that I am today because I actively work at it. How do you feel about toxic positivity? I don't know. This is kind of tricky for me because obviously... We all know that it's not possible to be happy, to be positive 100% of the time. And I don't think that I've met anybody who would say that they're happy and positive literally 100% of the time. So I don't know if toxic toxic positivity is just kind of more of a buzzword than anything. I do think that there's a time and place for positivity. If your friend comes to you and says, hey, I have this problem and they just need to vent and they don't want advice, they don't want to look on the bright side of things. That's more of a communication thing. Lexi and I have been trying really hard with at least each other to say before we you know, open up and vent or rant or explain our feelings, we just say, hey, I just need to talk. I don't really want advice. I don't really want, you don't need to say anything back. I just need to get this off my chest and then go you know green light the other person just listens so maybe that's a good practice that you can bring into your friendships and relationships is just hey do you want me to give you advice or do you just want me to listen and then there's no potential to bring about toxic positivity because you ask the person what they would like from you in the situation tips to get over the sunday scaries first off sunday scaries honestly kind of sends chills in my spine i don't really love this word. I think it's more of a buzzword than anything. I guess tips and tricks. Um, spend time focusing on you on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Obviously, you're allowed to go out. You're allowed to have a fun weekend, but you got to prepare yourself for the week ahead. So even if it's just 10 minutes, sit down with your calendar and figure out what's going on this week and then maybe make a short to-do list of things that will help you prepare for the week ahead. So whether it's doing a load of laundry or going to the grocery store or cleaning the house. You don't have to get everything done, but maybe prioritize your top, you know, handful of things that will help you prepare for a week and have a good 
week and not start on Monday waking up feeling like you're all out of sorts just because you didn't do XYZ. Biggest tip to stop mindlessly scrolling. The easy answer is turn your phone off, but I know that that's really not realistic for everybody, especially if you work from your phone, which I think a lot of people do nowadays. I heard a term the other day and it was doom scrolling, where it's kind of like a a train wreck. You just, you can't look away and you just continue to scroll and scroll and scroll because you just literally cannot get off your phone. It takes a lot of willpower to just hit the off button, which is crazy. If you guys haven't watched The Social Dilemma, you totally should. It will change the way, drastically change the way that you look at social media. And that might help, honestly, just kind of like learning more about social media and how we got to where we are today. But I definitely think that if you just detox from your phone, delete the social media apps, set time limits on it, that's also really helpful. Um, And I actually have a social media detox um, kit on my website. It's a weekend detox, like 48-hour detox, where you just get off your phone, you spend time on you, and enjoy yourself. It's kind of like a little weekend retreat. So I will leave that linked in the show notes if you're interested. Next question. How are you adjusting to your 9 to 5 after being self-employed slash a student? Great question. I don't think a lot of people believe me when I say that I love my 9 to 5 job and I love the routine of it all. I guess we'll use the term routine loosely because because I have a hot take about routines that maybe we'll talk about in, I don't know, maybe later in this episode. Maybe I'll make a completely different episode that's my hot take about routines because I love a good routine, don't get me wrong, but the reason why a lot of people aren't fulfilled in their life is because of their routine, so... Yes, I know that that's a hot take, but we can dive so much deeper into that in a different episode. But I love the consistency of it all, and I love the fact that I've been able to really fine-tune my habits because of my 9 to 5. I know for a fact that I'm going to work at 9, and I know for a fact that I'm going to be done around 5. And I love it. I think before, there wasn't a lot of structure in my life, and especially as an online student, life is so unstructured. Like, yeah, I have due dates, but that's really the only thing holding me accountable. I didn't go to a physical class. I never met with a professor on a Zoom call or anything. Class was basically the professor sends you the PowerPoint and you teach yourself. That was my college for about a year and it was very unfulfilling. And then when I was on a college campus, there was little to no routine because that's just how college slash being a student on a campus works. Like, you go to class, but then other than that, you're completely, I guess we'll call it unsupervised. Um, I guess just being an adult in general, you're unsupervised, but at least with the nine to five, I have a routine and I genuinely am enjoying it. If we're comparing the adjustment between high school to college versus college to my nine to five, I would say high school to college is a lot harder than my adjustment from college to a nine to five. Kind of piggybacking off of that last question, Hot take, I feel like post-grad slash mid-20s is hard and no one talks about it. Thoughts on this? I would totally agree that it's hard, but I think that for me personally, and this is just my experience, obviously I speak to my experiences, I am so much happier now in the role that I'm in, in this chapter of life that I'm in, than I was my previous one. And so that definitely helps because I'm, I wasn't sad about moving on. I know Um, graduating college is a sad time for a lot of people because they loved college. I unfortunately didn't really have the best college experience 
And so I was beyond excited to get to move into this next chapter. So that's been a really big blessing for me because it's only made the adjustment easier. But there's definitely bits and pieces that are really tricky. Like just the other day, I realized that I still haven't found a doctor up here. I still haven't found a dentist up here. Um, I need to get my oil changed and that's just something that I'm gonna have to do. I can't just like have my dad take my car to the Jiffy Lube. I'm gonna have to do that myself. I really need an, a new um, wiper blade for the back windshield of my car. I haven't done that yet. I probably needed it like two months ago. Haven't done it. For some reason, the house is always dirty. I turn around and there's dishes in the sink and I'm like, who's creating these dishes? And it turns out it's me. So I definitely think that little things like that, where maybe like your parents helped you out with before, or you just had, I don't know, like in college, you have more flexibility to go get an oil change when they're actually open. I think the checklist of adult related tasks that I have to do is kind of daunting. In this hot take, she didn't mention friends, but I would definitely say that making friends in a new place in your mid-20s is a little tricky because I think that a lot of people can be in a lot of different places in their 20s and so I'm definitely still adjusting to finding my people here but I will say that my best piece of advice and I talked about this in my moving to a new city episode is that friendships don't just come to you they're made so you have to go out there and participate in activities and actively make friends And so doing things like joining a gym or maybe finding a church that you like to go to or going to a coffee shop or becoming a regular somewhere can help you to kind of get settled into different groups of people and meet new people and kind of make the adjustment a little bit easier. Update on yoga teacher training. Great question. I don't think that I've chatted about this on the pod, but February yoga teacher training weekend was really, really tough for me. For those of you who don't know, I participated in a 200-hour yoga teacher training program. It was a six-month program, and it was one weekend a month for three days. So it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the February weekend was really, really tough for me. Friday of that weekend, we had a family emergency, so Lexi and I ended up not going to the training that day. Saturday, I went, but I mentally was not present. I think I cried the entire time because Sunday was the day that I packed up my car and moved to Annapolis. So it was a very uh, rocky weekend to say the least. March rolls around and the Thursday before Lexi and I are supposed to pack up and head back to Ocean City for the weekend um, for the training, I had a total we'll just call it what it is, mental breakdown. And it was a month after I moved. And to be totally candid with you guys, breaking news, if you haven't figured it out yet, I was going through a breakup, which I don't think is necessary to unpack in the slightest. But just for those of you like wondering and asking, please stop asking. Um, But yeah, I was going through a breakup. And there were a lot of other factors as well, but I just could not bring myself... I don't think that I was ready to go home um, at that point in time and I also would not get out of the training what I had hoped in the slightest. I've been so, so happy since I moved, don't get me wrong, but I was still struggling and I don't think that I could have been fully present that weekend. So I called my instructor and we had a conversation and um, I'm just simply pushing my graduation date back to the fall and I can pick up the training where I left off in the fall and I will still get my 200 hour, but just not right now. 
And I wouldn't want to earn a certification that I didn't feel like I actually earned. So that is the update on my yoga teacher training. But I'm so, so glad that Lexi finished out the training so strong. She was meant to do this. I'm so happy for her. And actually on the day that I'm recording this, she's launching um, Waterfront Yoga here in Annapolis over the summer. So it starts May 7th. It's at South Annapolis Yacht Center on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. So if you guys are in the Annapolis Eastport area and you want to join Lexi for Saturday morning yoga, you totally should. She's such a natural instructor. She just has this energy about her that you want to be around. Like if you know Lexi, you can probably, you would probably agree that life is better when Lexi's around. She's just one of those people that attracts other people and she's a fun person to be around, so there's no doubt in my mind that her classes are going to be a hit, and you definitely don't want to miss out. I will leave links to all the info to sign up for her classes in the um, show notes, but you guys should definitely check out her classes. I'm so proud of her. She was meant to do this, and I firmly believe that I was supposed to do this round of yoga teacher training simply because Lexi was supposed to be there too. Like, if I hadn't done it, if I hadn't enrolled, she wouldn't have enrolled. Just the way that everything panned out, I was supposed to be there for the first few months simply because she was supposed to do this and she was meant for this. So that is that. That's the update on yoga training. How to deal with outgrowing your current life, but the people in your life are still in the same spot. This is a fantastic question and incredibly applicable to the theme. I'm kind of sensing a theme this episode. Lots of growth, lots of people going through big life changes. So I want to remind you that if you are on a growth trajectory, you cannot let other people weigh you down. It absolutely breaks my heart when people don't want to see you shine. The good people in your life would want to watch you succeed and want to grow with you and change with you and develop with you. But instead, oftentimes we find ourselves surrounded by people who don't cheer us on when something good happens to us or people who try to one-up us when we do something good. I remember when I was in college and people would start getting job opportunities like in my sorority and stuff and instead of being happy for people there was a lot of competition or especially competitions between other sororities too. So it would be like oh well this girl in such and such got the internship that was supposed to be mine and it's like okay like yeah you can be kind of hurt bummed for yourself but go be happy for her you know like she's gonna go do big things and she gets that opportunity and wouldn't you rather it be someone who is your friend rather than some stranger? I don't know. I just, I, I never understood how people can just simply not cheer other people on. I would say if you are on a growth trajectory, you got to surround yourself with people who are going to support your growth and even people who are better than you that can push you to be a better version of yourself. And anyone who's trying to weigh you down, bring you down, needs to go. They simply need to go and it's way easier said than done, but you can't surround yourself with people who don't support you. Last question of today's episode. What is the best way to deal with a breakup or heartbreak because I am struggling? Like I mentioned a few moments ago, I recently went through a breakup, which I'm not going to get into and I'll never get into. So please don't ask and it's kind of crappy that I even have to tell people to not ask but people are really really nosy and pretty much all the questions that I ever get when I post a question sticker are did you guys break up and 
I would like that to stop. To answer this question, it's a lot easier said than done, but breakups are a great time to focus on yourself. This is the one time in your life where everything is completely up to you and you don't have to consider another person when making plans or figuring out your schedule or figuring out what you're going to do with your life. Taking this opportunity to grow in yourself, in your relationship with yourself, trying new things, meeting new people, that is the best way to get through a breakup. And please do not sit around on your phone, in your bed, listening to sad Taylor Swift songs and just scrolling and like trying to see what they're up to or anything like that because that's not going to be healthy or help you at all in the slightest. So keep to yourself, mind your own business and work on you. That's what you got to do. All right, you guys, that is going to be it for today's episode. Thank you so, so much to anyone who submitted questions. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to leave a rate and a review. I would really appreciate it. That just helps other people find and listen to the show. I also want to say that we're almost to 300,000 downloads. What the actual heck? I think that this episode might do it, which is crazy. So if you're listening to this, you might be the 300,000th 80-20 listener ever, which is literally insane. I can't even wrap my head around 300,000 people listening to my voice absolutely insane so thank you guys so much for that hopefully next time I get on the mic I can you know give you some good news we can throw a little party or something but I just want to say thank you so much so be sure to share the show with your friends and post on your Instagram and turn it on when you're on your hot girl walk and all that kind of stuff I appreciate you guys so much more than you'll ever know I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you next week